Hi, everyone. Welcome to the ImpactVest podcast, transformative global innovation in a new era of impact. I'm Aisha Williams, the founder and CEO of ImpactVest. And along with our guest host, we aim to inspire and motivate towards collective positive global impact to solve our world's most pressing challenges in sustainability. With each episode, we will engage in insightful conversations with global change makers, visionaries, and sustainability activists who wish to build a more sustainable and resilient future. Join us now as we create the future of impact. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Aisha Williams, the founder and CEO of ImpactVest, and I am here today with Jacqueline Gumpi, the founder of Little Africa and also one of the sponsors for our ImpactVest Alliance. Welcome, Jacqueline, to our podcast today. Hi, Aisha. Thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. So I'm so inspired by your story. Can you tell us a bit about the inspiration behind launching Little Africa? You know, I used to to say to people that uh, when you look closer to what we do, you really will find a personal journey, but it's more than a personal journey. It's a journey that concerns millions of people being uh, part of the African diaspora or being African descent. It's just like, how do you find your place in a country, in the environment like you where you live and how do you connect with your roots what actually can help you connect with your roots and also being part of the diaspora means that you're being impacting on how people see of the african continent and also the african descent so it's really also about how do you make them see your culture and the place of your ancestor differently so that they can also see your value um so it's all started like that. I will say it's literally lots of questions, lots of observations, and also the 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 wish and the desire for the people, for the world, actually, to connect more with my culture. Yes, and I think that's so inspiring to be able to connect the diaspora and people of African descent on what that actually means for supporting the continent, to be able to kind of highlight the culture of the diaspora. And what do you think um, still needs to be done in terms of the diaspora and being able to highlight what those of African descent can do in order to support entrepreneurs who want to build sustainable solutions for the African continent? What, in your opinion, still needs to be done in that area? First of all, I think that we are really into a very good already good journey on uh, i mean definitely the last 10 years have brought us really more connected more than ever um and i think that it's really something to acknowledge today because 10 years ago i'm not sure that i was more connected the way i am right now to the african diaspora and even to africans entrepreneurs based on the continent i think there is still a lot to do and something that will be great is really thinking about major events i think that today what is really missing is that when we talk about africa we only see the continent um and most of the time the diaspora is less left outside um because we are part of the western you know world um but the difficulties um the perception and the the approach most of the time of the entrepreneurs of african descent are the same you know than um, entrepreneurs based on the continent 
happening. We face the same cliche. We face the same lack of finance uh, financing. We face the lack of knowledge about our culture. We face so many things wherever we are. So I think that including the diaspora in every conversation when it comes to Africa in general would be great um, because even if for example my company Lola Africa is was born in Paris um, I'm a French citizen it's considered as a French company but with a DNA that is definitely turned into the African culture so it means that I don't have the same opportunities than any other French companies because people don't understand exactly where I am going not all, all all, everyone is understanding what it means actually to question your identity, what it, it means to have places of representation, what it means to connect just to one another and hear your story being told. These are just little things that a lot of people don't get, you know. So um, when you go and you talk to a bank or someone in finance, it's really hard for them to really picture what the business model can be um, because it doesn't look, most of our business do not look like the mainstream businesses. So I think that there is a huge part on that that is missing. And I think that including the diaspora in African you know, conversation, whatever it's investment, whatever it's entrepreneurship, whatever it, it's, you know, doing just doing business, I think that the diaspora should definitely be included into that. And whatever it comes, it's from Europe, it's from America, the North, the South, the Caribbean, the diaspora is large and it deserves, it, it is connected to the African continent. It deserves to be part on those conversations. Yeah. And those are such great points. I think combining all of our identities uh, as Westerners and people of African descent, part of the diaspora and, and to be able you know, to build these into businesses. Uh, it, it's such a wealth to have different identities that we can kind of see the differences and we can have a really clear vision on how those the diaspora can really come together using kind of the knowledge of our different identities to be able to drive capital, to drive knowledge throughout the continent and to be able to really create and highlight different business models that maybe are more suited for those different identities as, as well. And you have a great guide, the Africa in Paris City Guide. And can you tell us a bit about this? So the City Guide um, Book of Africa in Paris, I should show you a copy. I, I, I'm going to ask someone to send me a copy. Um, it's a guidebook that actually helped. I mean, it helped two groups of clients, I will say. So on one level, uh, on the B2C level, it really helps any travelers, any person who has a curiosity in discovering, you know, Paris through a new uh, lens and also people who have an interest in just discovering new, um, you know, businesses such as shops and restaurants, knowing where to go and take, you know, friends and people. And a lot of travelers who, who are visiting Paris for the first time or who have repeatedly come to Paris to be able to go beyond the postcard Paris and be able to really discover that, oh, there is so much also richness, you know, and so much link also to Africa. So that's one part on the B2C. And on the B2B part, it really was 
kind of an awakening part having myself being um an employee in companies and i noticed that you know you have sometimes internal event um that can be related to africa and also it's so common that at lunch as employees especially when you are in big companies to propose you know a lunch place for this day and to another and it's repeatedly all the time the same restaurant that are coming it's even japanese you know it can be the bistro of the coin it can be the the indian restaurant it's always the same and never african that is proposed on that so i was like on the b2b level and and also i have been so disappointed going to an african event and seeing how Africa was portrayed. And I was like, this is not the Africa that I see. This is just reinforce the cliche. And I don't want people to see that, oh, this is, is the handcraft that only the handcraft that we have, or this is how we present the food. You know, um, I wanted them to know that they are really like top chef, you know, in gastronomy, I would, uh, that they can actually call, you know, for their reception and have something that is very correspond to the modern, you know, cause of cuisine or the gastronomy. I wanted also them to know exactly who to call when it comes to fashion or to talk in some, you know, uh, um tableau ronde, you know speaking session uh, to come and to expose their creatives you know object into fairs i wanted them to see that there are also so many restaurants where they can go and book also for their you know um uh, incentive programs so many other you know professional that exist in paris and i wanted them to have access i actually picture the city guidebook to be like literally on the bureau you know, of the secretary, uh, secretary, you know, office, the person who really in charge in real like building, you know, even and assisting the company. So it's a guidebook that is really rich. It's also a cultural object because more than beyond addresses that are approximately uh, 200 uh, addresses plus, it gives you real insight about a global view about what you should know, uh, the neighborhoods that also that exist and where you find traces of African influence, impact and representation. Um, and it takes you to museum, to art galleries. It also highlight artists that you should follow, you know, uh, here in Paris that have studios that you can go and visit. So it's a very rich, you know, tool for everyone who somehow wants to know Paris beyond the postcard. I think it's such a useful guide. It's a Paris is such a multicultural city, and and that's a side I think that that that, that should be highlighted more often. How how rich of a history the city has, and also let's, let's talk about your jobs. I think you're one of the only people that that has more jobs than I do. <laughs> you're an author, publisher, philanthropist, founder, right? How do you find all of your roles um, kind of fit into your vision for Little Africa? Little Africa, actually, the company is really a reflection of everything that I like and everything that I'm exploring also personally. So on one part, um, we have the online content because when I launched the platform, I have a background in tourism. So I have a license in tourism 
I love history, you know, I'm really in love into uh, traditional African art and I love art, I love cultures, I love languages. And at some point what I wanted really to, what I studied actually at the time where I was at school, internet was just coming, you know, and we were talking already at school about the fact that uh, the web is coming, travel agencies, you know, uh, professional in the tourism should really adapt into that and really be able to navigate into digital. So it's so funny today when I hear that people are saying that, oh my God, you're so, you have such a strong presence on social media. I do not know nothing about it 10 years ago, but I knew that we had to, we, we must be there and we must provide content there. So the, the Little Africa started really with a platform, a beautiful website. I wanted it to be beautiful, to reflect also what I wanted people to see and to understand when it comes to African culture. So providing content, it's something that I know that it's a skill that I needed to master. So we are on that because we know that we cannot escape from being out of there. But it's not how a core actually core mission or core, you know, services that we provide or we are expert on. We're on there because we need to be there. Um, but on the other part, I knew that I wanted people, I wanted to tell stories. I wanted people to take them by hand for them to see, to understand, to really capture what I wanted them to understand about African culture. So very immediately, quickly, with my background in tourism, I created walking tours so that people can explore the different neighborhoods where you find a majority of African presence, um, but also of African art. So I had a skill on that and I knew how to build itinerary. So I used that into this project. My other skill is that I write. <laughs> I write, I found that I can write actually. So I was writing article articles on the website and then finally when the idea of the city guidebook came it was like okay maybe everything that i'm writing and putting online i can maybe write something that is more dedicated to be published and to be printed so it came like that and then my artistic direction more or less you know by directing the things the way i wanted them to be more or less kind of get built little by little. And the fact of being able to create art, to know the artist to follow and how to highlight the artwork kind of arrived like that. And of course, um, yeah, understanding that how we need to support whether our artists or entrepreneurs, the importance of being able to support them. That's how actually um, it's only a year after that I understood that I was being a philanthropist and that my company was doing imp uh, social impact. Um, it's not things that were actually, I didn't know the concept about social impact at the beginning, frankly. I just knew that I need to offer space for these artists to be able to build, you know, new project, to exhibit, to take them to this place. So the company have invested a lot into that, into creation and exhibition without making money. Um, today, now that we have a physical uh, space where we can highlight these different entrepreneurs, I know also the importance of gender equity. So the representation in the concept store today, it's 90% female entrepreneurs from African descent, um, because in this game, uh, gender equity is also a big 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 you know problem to address 
So I know about that. I know also that we need to be able to also welcome projects that necessarily do not bring us money, but for the importance to support artists or curators or researchers, providing them resources that they need. Those are the things that I understand that we need to do. So yeah, these are all the different, I will say in French, casket. Uh, I don't know how to say it in English, but I'm passionate about what I'm doing and I'm just trying to to infuse that and to bring that into the company called Blue Africa. It is it is true. Je pense on a plusieurs casquettes, right? So so we so we wear many hats. <laughs> and and but but that's yeah. that's yeah. what makes it so interesting, I think, in impact and sustainability, um, to be able to bring all of these identities together, to all of these roles together, because it really is very multidisciplinary in in terms yeah. of how does it really look to create real impact uh, specifically for the African continent, uh, for those of us mm -hmm. with multiple identities, it looks mm -hmm. very, very different from the traditional narrative of impact. Yeah. Um, and and that's what I think is so interesting and so exciting about what you're working on. You spoke about your Thank you. store in La, La Gouche d'Or. Um, there yes. are lots of synergies um, with artists, I imagine. And so how do other artists inspire you in La Goutte d'Or and you know, the, the village and, and the neighborhood and, and, and how does this inspire you for your vision in the future for Little Africa? Hmm, interesting question. Um, I'm definitely inspired by all of the artists and creative that we work with, especially women. Um, I have been part of a program where for the first time I had been a mentee um, four years ago already. And it's a program that was dedicated to women empowerment. And I must say that it was an open eye um, in a way that you actually understand the way women actually drive their business. And it's so interesting to see that women actually reinvest in their community um and this is really a big important fact and this is something that daily i'm able to see um with the entrepreneurs and creative that we welcome here in the store so i'm definitely impacted when a young woman entrepreneur you know leave you know france when she was born um to go back on the continent to keep developing the relationship that she built with you know these women weavers you know who have been keeping you know the knowledge and the savoir-faire around a very specific technique of weaving sisal you know in rwanda um and also how she makes sure that her the woman working with them you know get the, the health, you know, resources that they need, they get, you know, fair paid, you know, salary, and really how they care about understanding their, their different needs, you know, um, I'm definitely, you know, inspired by that. I'm inspired also by their creativity, um, by, you know, their fair, you know, fair trade. I don't know if I can use that. Um, so yes, it definitely has an impact and it can just, you know, inspire me in a way to keep doing better, you know, and respect also the work that they are doing. Um, I always have said to all of my coworkers and people working with me that it's really important for us to respect 
um, especially in the culture. In the culture, culture is not a sector where there is a lot of resource, financial resources. It's, uh, I mean, in France, at least, we know that working in culture, we used to say that, oh, you really not really like money if you work in culture because paid are so low, you know. So because of that, I always have been able to and make it a point in my company that everyone's, you know, working with us and entrepreneurs or creative, we need to respect, you know, the way they work and we need to provide them the 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 financing in terms of paying them, you know, on time, making the maximum to pay them on time and to pay them for whatever to do. And I think that those are the things that are really important in the entrepreneur entrepreneurial world there is so much stories about unpaid bills and paid this and that transaction that felt that i feel like this is not what i want for my company and i think the point that you made about women reinvesting back into their businesses is such an important fact to and and, and goal to work towards and to be able to support this reinvestment back into businesses who are actually creating jobs and focused yeah. on sustainable solutions right yeah um, yes and so i'm so inspired by, by what you're working on and little africa and and to be able to connect the diaspora um and to be able to highlight the wealth that there is when you have different identities working in impact and sustainability and and what that brings to what we create i think in terms of uh, being able to create different narratives and what impact really means uh what it yeah. means when you have different identities uh mm -hmm. what it means to be part of the african diaspora and to to create businesses and launch businesses and create products um, that really reflect the multiple identities within the diaspora. Mm -hmm. So it's um, mm -hmm. really exciting and inspiring um, mm -hmm. what you're working on in Little Africa. Thank so. you. Thank you very much, Jacqueline. <laughs> I mean, what you're doing also is very inspiring. So thank you for having me. Thank you very much. And yeah, and we look forward to having you on future podcasts and seeing all of the growth in Little Africa and <laughs> and really being being able to connect the African diaspora in a way that's so important um, uh, for us to be able to embrace all of our different identities. So thank you very much, Jacqueline. Thank you. Thank you, Aisha. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Impact Best podcast, transformative global innovation in a new era of impact. Join us next week for another episode and become part of our Impact Best newsletter community, where you will receive all of the latest updates about our work in this new era of innovative impact finance. See you next week as we create the future of finance at Impact Best.